Hey there, this is Brittany and Eddie Dixon with Courageous Radiance Podcast. We had a whole discussion off off camera about um, me giving our whole government name. So I'm so grateful that my husband is here yet again on the podcast. We are talking some things um, a little different this month about talking to the old me from like 20, 30 years ago. So my husband was like, so wait, what are we talking about? Is it just in general? Is it marriage? I'm like, no, marriage. Marriage, if you could talk to, if you can buy your old self a cup of coffee or whatever it is that is your drink of beverage. He doesn't drink coffee. But whatever your drink of choice is, and you could sit down with him or her, what would you say? So specific to marriage, I was like, what would you tell the old you 20 years ago, um, 30 years ago, even before you were even developing thoughts about marriage, like what would you be talking to yourself? I I love the idea of going backwards to help yourself forward, not to get stuck, but to be able to think about your your thought process and, and how you thought about things, how you value things or didn't value some things that really is beneficial. So something about the Dixons is there is two groups. We love marriage. And our redemption story is part of that. But there's two groups that we specifically truly have a passion for that we mentor and we um, coach and speak to. And one of those is premarital slash kind of like early married people, newly married honeymooners. And then those who have pen in hand and they're like, I'm out, ready for divorce. And everybody in between, I know that that's like one extreme to the next, but when I think about our story, when I think about, well, I wish I could go talk to the Brittany back then and not that necessarily it would have changed our story and our need for redemption, but just at least to prepare myself for what was to come. And something that we talk about um, even recently with a couple was Jack was just that marriage is not like you're not going to have everything that you need in this premarital class to know how to have a successful marriage. But instead, take the principles, take the tools for your tool belt so that then you can be like in 15 years from now, be like, oh, yeah, I remember when we were talking, you know, over this different discussion. So that's what we're talking about today. So we are just super lackadaisical here. Just um, three points really is all I want to talk about. What would you tell the Eddie? So we've been married 15 years, but we've been dating. You've been married for how long? Married 15 years. Oh, I thought you said for 10 years. That's like, <laughs> No, since some time is missing. No, 15. Well, you kind of do say that as a whole joke. That's, no, we've been married for 15 years. And it's been the best five years of my life. So we really just got our act together where I've really just got my act together the last five, six years. So that's what I mean by that. So we've been married 15 years, but we've been dating for... 22 I don't know, 99, something like three. Yeah. Um, we met in college, obviously. So what would you, so think about pre-marriage, but it's kind of hard because we were kind of already dating, but then, and we bought a property and did a whole bunch of stuff that you should not do until you're married out of alignment story for another day. But then also just kind of dialing back even further, like, where did you get 
your thoughts about marriage? I mean, obviously you got it from the marriages that you saw. So for us, it was our parents, which unfortunately weren't successful marriages. Um, you get it from the culture, from TV, um, from those around you. So I think one of the biggest things, and it's like you said, refreshing when we're meeting with some of these new couples, one of the ones that we just met with, I really feel like they have a great handle of, of dating with intentionality. Mm, and they I even think, said that. Yeah. yeah. And mm. I think that is something that I wish I would have been able to tell myself is there's this marriage is going to be bigger than you. So you have to you have to date with a purpose of knowing, hey, I'm going into this covenant knowing that this is going to be a story, not only just for me and you, but now for our kids, now mm -hmm. for the world to see of what an example of, of a thriving marriage is supposed to look like. So I think the biggest thing I would go back to is just say, hey, when I'm dating, whether it was you or anybody else, obviously we're talking about us, but mm -hmm. and hopefully it would have been us, is just whoever you're courting, dating with a purpose, understanding that there's an end goal to this. It's, so that's point number one for you is yeah. that there's an end goal. But to just to throw some little hurdles in here, I personally don't think I would have been teachable. Like, mm -hmm. I think I can sit here and say, oh, I wish I would have. Well, I wish somebody would have. Yeah, all this is in the state of mind that we're in now. I think yeah. at the age of 19, 20 years old, unfortunately, most kids that age, they're not really trying to hear wise words from those who have gone through that. So I think that's probably the start. It's just to be teachable, to say, hey, listen to wise counsel, listen to people mm -hmm. who have been through this, listen to people who has who have been successful at this. Yeah. I'm a big proponent of what you focus on, you find. So a lot of times you always hear the, this is what you don't want. You don't want a, a, a woman that does this. You don't want a man that does that. And that's exactly what you end up finding. So mm -hmm. I think I would have wanted to hear from counsel of someone who has been married for 5, 10, 15, 20 years and had a thriving marriage, not a roommate situation where they're really pouring into each other and just really accepting that counsel. Like I said, I don't think at that age, either one of us, we could have had the, and we had some wise people around us, but we Well, and then our walk with the Lord was It wasn't a walk. It wasn't a walk. <laughs> it wasn't a walk. <laughs> it wasn't a walk, wasn't a job. Hey, God, what you doing up there? <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> We had discussions with God when we when we meet in him. And then it was like, all right, there's an answer and I'll see you back when I need you. Um, so something you said, though, with that, um, the conversation with the people in the different marriage stage. Mm -hmm. Again, this is assuming you're teachable. So that sounds like that's point one, number one. And then point number two is dating intentional. We talk to a lot of people. Who are already living together we live together mm -hmm. we bought a property together mm -hmm. we played house we did all of the things did the hokey pokey together <laughs> turned ourselves around did. <laughs> <laughs> we did all of the things so to old you back then taking yourself out to like is there anything else because that that would be in my top is just girl I don't even know yeah, why I mean, you try to play house because like it's yeah, like you you're can't... setting yourself up for failure because you're get, you're getting and this all is literally the no judgment if you're already like living together like I I say that because we literally did it so it's not that you know somehow grace can't reach you and you just too far gone but it's just it's just unwise yeah I mean, I mean you're you're playing in the devil's playhouse you're you're getting all the benefits of being married but not doing all the work that it really takes to be married and so. Um, and then you can get out whenever you want. Yeah, and it's not it's not a covenant. It's a contract like we talk about all the time. It's uh, the roommate situation, even though you're not treating each other like roommates because you're boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, but that's the type of relationship that you have is 
okay especially in that type of environment like okay i'm paying the mortgage but now you got to pay the electric bill or the mm -hmm. gas bill and you're treating the marriage like a a contract situation of you hold up your end of the bargain and mm -hmm. so yeah i mean i think you just and you're just you're not being wise to think that you're going to put yourself in a situation where you can follow everything that god is telling you to do as far as what a marriage looks like and you're not putting God at the helm of that. You're just playing house. And so I think, yeah, that that's something. And then unfortunately, especially in this day and age, you just get comfortable with yeah. that situation. It's like, well, why do we need to get married? We yeah. already, you know, I mean, everything's already in yeah. each other's name. And it's easier and, because, you know, we sharing the debt, you know, kind of sharing the bills. Again, it's just, I, I literally actually was asked, like, what's even the purpose of marriage? And it's really a great question because it actually made me think. I'm like, okay, wait, hold on. Okay, hold on. Let me turn to, you know, turn turn the Bible. Let me turn to Genesis because we now have our own definitions of marriage now. I mean, clearly we see that with how you anybody can get married. Anybody. It doesn't matter what gender you are. It's who defines marriage. Marriage was created by a creator who is perfect. And he had a perfect vision for the marriage with a man as well as with a woman. So we are in the belief, the Dixons are in the belief that that is what a marriage is composed of. But just because you love Jesus and you go to church, you go to Bible study, you praying, you maybe fasting a couple times a year on a Daniel fast. I mean, it's got to be more than that though, right? Like what else would you say is a lasting point? Because this is a question that I feel like I get where it's like, hey, we're not gelling anymore they don't say that that's just kind of my word but we're not like i've kind of fallen out of love like um we're so different and life is so busy like sometimes it's not always our story which is infidelity or our story which is anger and finances finance sometimes it's not always the big things mm -hmm. it's the little things so like what would you i think that goes back to again when you're getting married you're creating a covenant not only with with each other but with god so can you ever go to God and say, God, I've just changed. I, I, I've fallen out of love with you. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to pursue me anymore. I don't want to pursue you anymore. So when you're looking at your at, at your marriage as that same trinity that God looks at, the whole that, that's what marriage is supposed to mirror is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Now it's you know God, the Father, and us together leaving and cleaving and becoming one. Um, you have no feeling of I'm I just I can't do this anymore I you know I I don't want to pursue my mate anymore because mm -hmm. that's just you're telling God God you're not worth fighting for in our marriage you're not a key component of of our marriage and so I think it's just you know again taking taking the feelings out of it you know yeah. as you always tell me it's feelings so should be the caboose not the not the engine um, because some Tony Evans. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, those will fade, looks will fade, all those things will fade. Yeah, roles will happen, stretch marks, and <laughs> as we like. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been taking all those those physical things out of it, taking all the emotion out of it. You know, uh, of you make me feel complete or you make me feel happy those are things that you should be getting from god yeah. to begin with um and so again knowing the mission of your marriage and then knowing that do you even mission, have a mission yeah. maybe some people don't have a maybe and you start mission, there and our mission as far as a marriage is to show the love of christ through through each other yeah. so that's you know one of the hugest things that i think a lot of people or the biggest things that a lot of people miss out on is your marriage isn't just about you and your spouse. Yeah. It's about showing the love of Christ, showing the grace and the mercy that Christ gives 
um, to those here in the in the world through your relationship. So we don't do a distinction. So we have different pillars, but we don't do a distinction with our marriage mission for our individual mission, our kids' mission. For us, our personal mission is to to serve and to glorify God through our marriage, through our story. So the nice thing about that broad, think about how broad that is. Like that means I can do that, you know, if we're in premarital class, we can do that. If we're in a vow class, we can do that. If we just meet with a couple, if we go to the park, how we're raising our kids, like we, that kind of branches our marriage mission. And then we have pillars in which we do them. So, you know, when you think about um, finances in your marriage, when you think about community serving together, I mean, there's just so many different, but Going back to something you said, which was really important, um, I don't want to miss the fact that um, you're not going to feel like it. Like I, there's many times I, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't like my husband all the time. I mean, I love you. <laughs> I love you. I don't like going to work. I mean, who likes doing something every day? All I mean, you just don't. I mean, so I think that if you're waiting for the, oh, I just feel like working out, you probably will never go to the gym. You know, I feel like eating some broccoli unless you just love broccoli, which I do. But I'm saying, but generally for the vast majority, do you really like eating broccoli? So I would just challenge that the feeling piece and that again, like I told him is from Tony Evans is just and somebody else at our church preached that and they they used a different analogy. I don't know if that was pastor that talked about like you buckle your feelings in, in the in the back seat. Yeah, in the back seat. What's that um, past? Anyway, somebody. it was it was really good. It was just another way to talk about like we you have your feelings. Um, I talk about them as indicator lights. Just you know, as my, I always have my engine lights that comes on in my car, and because I refuse to let myself get something new right now, I love my truck. Um, that's almost ten years old and it's fine. But when my engine light comes on, that that indicator light, it's something needs to be looked at. So those feelings, there's something that needs to be looked at. There's something that needs to be dealt with. It's just that it can't lead. It still needs to go to the default, which is what does God say? What are you called to do together, individually, as well as together? So to the old Brittany and to the old Eddie, get, get ready. Just... <laughs> I probably would have just said, "Are you?" I mean, again, are I would have been really like, ready? "Are you really sure?" I mean, I mean, all jokes aside, I would have been like, "Girl, I don't think," and I, I don't even think I would have said like, "Don't do it." I just would have been like, "Not." I mean, now. I think it's the thing. One of the things that we coach in premarital is we don't want to break you up, but we do. But we want to break you up. <laughs> um, so you have just to because we have a that. high view of marriage, yeah. because we have a high view of God. So I would have like said, okay, really look at every scenario, especially all the stuff that we've been through, like you said, with infidelity, infidelity, with finances, with uh, kids, with special Anger. needs, oh my children. Gosh. I mean, all those things We're that a blended you, don't, family. you don't plan we got for. Everything. So I mean, you just really, you know, we do in one of our icebreakers, we do um, what do they call it? They're, deal or no deal? Yeah, deal breakers. And you, those things you just don't really think of because when you're in that courting stage, all you're thinking of is the benefits of the marriage. Mm -hmm. But you're not thinking about what happens if you're born, if you have a child born with special needs. What happens if one of you loses your job? What happens if there's a health issue? So all those what happens things. happens when COVID happens. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> all those. And your life, your wife locks you in the room for three weeks with no TV. Okay. Um, Side note. 
PTSD. He had the first wave of COVID, okay? <laughs> first off, wasn't no vaccine, didn't nobody know anything, and I was in the ICU, okay? Mm -hmm. So I was still like... still TV in the room. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, all those things that you don't really plan for. I mean, you say your vows for, for better, for, for sickness and health, for better for us, all those things, but do you really, really think about that worse and mm -hmm. what's going to happen when you enter that season? Because it'll come, and it'll come in different different it'll present itself in different ways but you have to just be prepared for those when those happen yeah so to the old Brittany, to the old eddie to the old you or to the you right now maybe you're not even married maybe you just happen to stumble on this and you're like oh you know there's a guy i'm dating or when i want to date this guy listen you know god can be glorified and there's nothing impossible god took our haggardness and he completely like just raised dry bones raised sorry i'm a <laughs> i'm all of this type of person but he there's nothing god can't do however <laughs> help yourself that's all i'm saying because then it's just more work to have to get through so that was really the heart of this was just i i have enough of these discussions with people and a lot of it does stem with okay he's not and he isn't and he isn't and they don't really get why i'm coming from the angle well you can't really on this side of it you know, so podcast next week, we're going to do another discussion. Oh yeah. We're doing another discussion. <laughs> okay. By the way, we're doing another discussion. So stay tuned. CourageousRadiance.com. Head there, get subscribed, get some freebies, um, join the mailing list, follow me on Instagram, as well as there is a private Facebook, Facebook group specifically. I didn't say the Facebook, Facebook group. Courageously Radiant Women. I'm so glad that you're here. Have a good night.